Loneliness is such a sad affair. And you won't be lonely today. No, you've got me here with you, and you are on the Harland Highway. No loneliness, just um, lots of fun and togetherness. Me, you, and all the other hundreds of thousands of millions of listeners here that jump on the highway every other day of the week and enjoy the madness. And what madness we have today. I will be interviewing um, these huge movie stars from a hit movie that came out, I guess it was a couple of years ago now, but I recently rented this movie on DVD and I I got the stars of the movie into the studio for an interview. It's going to be fascinating. Um, And speaking of stars, we're going to be dissecting kind of the rise and fall of Tom Cruise. Remember how he was once a mega movie star, a huge superstar, and now he's kind of like struggling at the box office a little? Why is his image fading? What happened? We're going to go into that. We're going to get into some of your voicemails. We've got some happy listeners, and we got one guy that just hates me, and he goes off on me. You're going to like this. And uh, here's someone I'd like to go off of the end of a large cliff is Dr. Ascot. He's here today on Friday the 13th. Let's see what he's got. It's my bad luck, but it's your good luck. You're right here on the Harland Highway. you down the Harland Highway, and uh, I don't know, I, I, you ever rent a video for a hit movie that came out a while back? You never saw it in the theater, but you finally saw it on DVD, so I rented The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Pretty good movie, and I thought it'd be cool to get the stars of the movie in here for an interview, so this is a special treat. I got him with me today. I got, uh, hello, Lion. Okay, and, uh, Witch, how you doing? <laughs> I'm a witch! <laughs> I'm a witch! <laughs> and, uh, Wardrobe, how's it going? Okay, you're not very talkative. So tell us about uh, the movie, uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. How was it on set? Was there a lot of camaraderie? Was it exciting? Was it fun, Lion? Ooh, really? And what about you, Witch? I'm a witch! 
Okay, uh, interesting, interesting take. Uh, wardrobe, uh, any uh, any interesting uh, events happen for you on the set? Nothing, huh? Just people walking India, opening your doors and walking <coughs> right right in through you. Nothing, huh? You, you're not going to talk. All right. Uh, hey, uh, what do you think? Is there going to be a sequel, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe uh, 2? Uh, what do you say? <laughs> really? Wow, that sounds fascinating. Well, I want to thank you guys for dropping by uh, the studio today. <laughs> I'm a witch! Nothing from you, huh, wardrobe? No. Okay, well, uh, hey, we look forward to the sequel. Thanks for dropping by The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe here on the Harland Highway. Okay, how'd that go? What do you mean it was stupid? It wasn't stupid. Yeah, people are going to believe it. Yeah, they're going to believe it because I say they're going to believe it, okay? My listeners... They don't know what I do. They think I actually had a wardrobe and a witch and a lion here. That Because that's who my listeners are. That What? We're still on. Well, why didn't you turn my mic off, dumbass? Oh, God. What's the matter with you? Go jump in the wardrobe and eat some mothballs. Idiot. Well, I guess I want to talk about Tom Cruise today. Um, Yeah, I said it, Tom Cruise. Remember when that guy was just the biggest star in the galaxy? Remember there was a time when uh, just the mention of him was exciting, just uh, when you knew one of his movies were coming out, it was exciting. I remember when uh, trailers of his movies would play, people would cheer. Remember the uh, Mission Impossible days? Uh, and he was one of these guys that, that did it right most of his career. What he did is he took kind of the Jack Nicholson, Sean Penn approach to his career where he kind of limited the access that the public had to him. He did a limited amount, a limited amount of interviews, a little limited amount of press and TV. You rarely saw him on the late night talk shows. And the effect you get from doing this is you create a mystique. You build a mystery about yourself. You you build a uh, a curiosity about yourself. The, the less people know about you, it seems the more they want to know about you. Okay? And then you say, well, why the hell do you do a podcast three days a week, loser? Well, okay, good point. Um... <laughs> Um, but let's get back to Tom Cruise, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, but here's where it all changed, and I guess money and greed play into it. Tom was cruising along, no pun intended, just fine. Biggest star in the world. Um, created a frenzy wherever he went. You, you were uh, most people uh, really liked the guy, men and women alike. And then I guess it was around Mission Impossible 2 when Tom became a producer. And you know what that means. When you're a producer, you have more to gain 
by uh, by basing it on uh, what the box office does. So as a producer, you're involved that maybe you've invested some of your own money or maybe you've uh, been given a producer title because you helped with the script or you, you brought the idea to the studio. There's a, a lot of reasons you could become a producer, but the end result is... The upside of being a producer usually means if you're you're a producer in the credits, you get a lot of box office bumps. You you get a salary for being a producer, and then you make a lot of money depending on how well the movie does. Okay, so it was around that time when I think Tom became a full-fledged producer on, I think it was Mission Impossible 2. And all of a sudden, Tom stepped out from behind the shadows. He stepped out from, uh, you know, wherever it was he kept himself. And he started doing interviews. And he started making himself more accessible. And he started to spread the word about Mission Impossible 3. And I guess it was around that time when he did the infamous, uh, the infamous interview on Oprah, where he stood up on the couch and jumped up and down and, and uh, you know expressed to the world his love for his girlfriend at the time or fiance I forget what she was which in my mind I thought was a great thing here was a guy that was so excited about his his girl that he couldn't contain himself and he jumped up and he expressed himself whoopie do isn't that what love is supposed to do isn't love supposed to fill us full of butterflies and fancy free carefree spiritness and I mean I think it would be good if more people jumped up and down and announced to the world how much in love they were. I think it's healthy. But, of course, being America, the land of the free, where everyone does everything because it's free. Yeah, right. Everyone in America just looked at the guy and they're like, ooh, what the hell's wrong with that guy? What's that creepy behavior? Is he insane? Is he on pills? Who does that? Here in America, the land of the free, getting up on a couch and jumping up and down, expressing yourself. Well, here's where where people, here's why people freaked. A, they just were taken off guard, and if anything, they should have been happy for the guy. And B, there's a lot of jealousy here in the United States. A lot of people don't like seeing people happy, believe it or not. A lot of people don't like seeing people celebrate love openly and be joyous and and full of happiness and bubbling with exuberance because it reminds them that they're not happy. And I'm not saying all of you are unhappy. God, no. You're listening to the Harlan Highway. You got to be happy. But but there's a lot of people who kind of take the reverse psychology effect towards people that are happy and bubbly and holding hands and snuggling. And they're repulsed by it, or they're confused by it, or they turn their back on it because it's something they either don't have, they have no prospect of having, or they don't understand the concept. They don't know how to feel that way, which is truly the most tragic of the three. To not be able to feel that kind of fun love in in your soul, in your belly, in your your whole being, if you've never felt that that desire where you just had to stand up and jump because you were so in love with someone, then I I think it's a sad day for you. I I hope and I pray that you do get that experience at some point in your life because it's really the essence of life. It's, 
It's probably one of the finest, purest, most beautiful moments you can have when you can't contain your excitement for another human being. I mean, don't most of you sit around uh, every day cringing over human beings? You ever walk on a crowded subway and you're like, oh, God, look at all the people. Or you get on an airplane, oh, look at all the people. I just want to get away from people. Right? Every year you plan a vacation. Where do you want to go this year? I don't know. Just away from people. So I think it's a great thing when when one person celebrates another person. Okay, so I'm getting off track a bit, but but here's where the tables turned for Tom Cruise. People got turned off by this. They didn't understand it. They they didn't think a guy of his caliber of of his rank should be doing that. He's an actor. He, he's an actor. Actors uh, deal with exploring their emotions. They they are emotional people. They're artistic. He was, he was the perfect guy to jump up and do that. All, all the women in the world should have been, oh, my God, I wish he was jumping on a couch for me. Come on, honey, let's go to Ikea, see if anything happens. But uh, so for some reason, the poor guy got bad press on that. And that's when the Tom Cruise star started to fade a little bit. Okay. And then he had uh, he started coming out more with his interviews, and you know what, what inevitably happens with a lot of these stars, they do the interviews and they get bored of talking about their movie. They get bored about talking about uh, where they were shooting. They get bored about praising their co-star, and I think and eventually they start to feel like, is this all I've got? Is this all I'm about? I'm answering questions about production values and. Locations and my cast members. Surely I must show people I've got a deeper side. And so a lot of celebrities start dipping into the political water. They start uh, dipping into the social problem water. They start dipping into the charity water. They start any anything that's a diversion or makes them look intelligent or anything but what they are. They start to gravitate to. And sure enough, all of a sudden, here's Tom Cruise, and people know he's a Scientologist. He gets on the the, the morning show or the Today Show or the Morning Breath Show or whatever the hell it is. And he's going at it with Matt Lauer, and he starts talking about postpartum depression and uh, the the evils of taking prescription medicine and pills and talking about the the corruption of uh, psychiatry and all this stuff. And the guy starts expressing himself, and we start to get to know him better. We start to see different sides of Tom Cruise, okay? And no longer is he this kind of imaginary hero, this guy who can defy the odds, this guy who always gets the most beautiful girl, the guy who can fly his jet upside down, the guy who can jump through a wall of fire and not get burned. Suddenly he's this flawed human being with, with problems and hang-ups and opinions and feelings. And suddenly we don't start to love him so much. So the, the tide starts to turn and poor Tom Cruise is now at a place where he's doing, you know, bit parts in movies that normally he would never would have done. He's taking projects that not necessarily he would have taken you know when his star was high up in the sky 
he's doing more interviews and more talk shows to try and compensate. And you get, you get into that rut where you think, well, I, uh, I was a huge star and then I started doing all these talk shows and I started to fade a little. So I'll do more and more talk shows. So people see me and hear me and then I'll get more famous and more famous. But what it does is it just knocks you down deeper and deeper because all the mystique is peeled back. All that interesting uh, mystery is gone. And so Tom's last movie came out, Night and Day, with Cameron Diaz. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Cameron's starting to get a little older. She's gone from looking like a hot school chick, schoolgirl, college dorm chick, to she's starting to look like a cougar. She's still hot as hell, but, you know, time's wearing on everyone. But back to Tom... So now this poor guy, he's uh, he's in a place where his last movie, I don't even think it cracked like $60 million, which is a lot of money to you and me. But when you think of Tom Cruise as the $200, $300 million movie guy, and there's just not that rush anymore. There's just not that hoopla. There's just not that vibe around Tom. And so I'm bringing it up because it's just kind of sad. It's sad to see a guy that was, uh, you know, so beloved, um, so, uh, you know, so the, the, the public was so captivated with the guy. And now he just ranks up there with, like, you know, your everyday actors like, you know, Pauly Shore, Willem Dafoe, or, well, those aren't fair comparisons because Willem Dafoe does still have a bit of mystique and Pauly Shore could never act. But he's just, he's kind of, Tom's fallen from superstar into just kind of star. And uh, I guess the, the message is if you look at guys like Jack Nicholson still and Sean Penn to a point, there's these stars that you rarely see doing interviews, rarely talking, and those are the guys, those are the actors and actresses that we still think are huge stars you know guys like Clint Eastwood you know they don't do a lot of press and so there's still this mystique there's still this oh who is that guy oh he's so famous he's so you know so word to the wise all you up-and-coming actors um, I know the landscape's changed it's hard to stay private anymore it's hard to stay away from the public um but there you go. There's my theory. There's my uh, essay on Tom Cruise. I hope some of you cared and some of you listened. You've probably tuned out and you probably would rather hear Rain Man blather away. But uh, there it is. Harlan Williams, celebrity analyst here on the Harlan Highway. Yo, Harlan, Denver wants more Cinnamon Boy. Give me more Cinnamon Boy. Hi, I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon. Give me more Cinnamon Boy. I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon. Give me more Cinnamon Boy. I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon. Give me more Cinnamon Boy. Uh, Screw you, cinnamon ass. Yeah, Harlan, this is your mom. Tonight when you get home, you will clean the basement or you will not leave the house tomorrow. Is that understood, Harlan? My name is Muerte. No, your name is Creepy. Muerte is Spanish for mom, by the way. 
Let's see who else we got calling into the old Harland Highway hotline here. Hello. Dude, you're the funniest guy I've seen in a long time. You were hilarious at the comedy works, and you're even funnier on the radio. Keep up the good work, buddy. Bye. Oh, man, I love positive feedback. It's such a fine, sophisticated crowd that that listens to my show, the educated, the in-the-know, the hip, the smart. Is it? And, you know, bipolar people can enjoy my show, too. The, the main thing is, is that you listen to the show and you love the show, right? You are a dumbass. You are the most unfunny moron I've ever heard. What are you, like, six years old? You have to be, like, five years old to enjoy your... You're an idiot. Get off the radio. <laughs> wow, man. I mean, it makes me wonder if a guy's that angry... Why he would take the time out of his busy day to call me and spew his anger at me. Like, if I don't like a a dish, like if I'm eating some food and I don't like it, I don't take another bite. I don't spend time on it. If I go on a horrible date, I don't call the girl back. I don't waste time. So if this guy hates the show so much, why is he picking up the phone wasting time to let me know I think he secretly likes me. Right, sir? You are a dumbass. Now, you didn't mean that. You're an idiot. Hey, I'm no idiot. I went to school. Okay, buddy? I am very well versed, uh, articulate, very well educated, uh, insightful, and... What are you, like, six years old? Okay, wait a minute here, sir. I just realized something that by insulting me... You are insulting my highly intelligent listeners. Sophisticated and intelligent and evolved. I mean, you're insulting listeners like this. I'm Marcy the Manatee. Blah, blah, be my mail order bride, Harlan. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, what did you say I was, sir? You're an idiot. No, didn't didn't you say I was something else? You are a dumbass. Uh, any suggestions that might help me correct the problem, sir? Get off the radio. Uh, anything else? Give me more Cinnamon Boy! (laughs) Good suggestion, sir. Hi, I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon! Get off the radio. (laughs) Wow. The anger, the anger. You know what? You know what really makes me happy with with that with that whole thing through that guy's anger and his his uh, his, his venom. He thinks we're on the radio. <laughs> so in a way, I kind of win by default. We're not on the radio, buddy. We are on a podcast on the internet. So you know, you kind of burned yourself right there. Okay, get off the radio. Get off the radio. <laughs> oh, but you know what? It's all fair. People don't don't even bother, like, calling in or writing in to my defense. Don't be like, oh, that guy's an idiot, man. How could he say that? Or, oh, what a dude. That guy's a jackass. And then don't even bother writing in or calling and going, you know what? That guy's right, man. You are an idiot. You're a loser. You probably are on the radio. 
you know what? It's all fair game. You know, they're, they're, it is like food. I made the analogy to food. You, you like it, you don't like it. You know, there's people that might love what I do. There's people that might hate what I do. I got to tell you, I love hearing from all of you. You know, sometimes, believe it or not, when you get haters like that, they make me want to work harder. They make me want to maybe win you over. They make me want to think of a way that, uh, you know, maybe I can step up my game a little. But I'm not doing it for them, believe me. Because, you know, sometimes when people decide they're angry and they're haters, that's that's just who they are. That's their nature. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to, uh, it's like I was saying earlier with the Tom Cruise bit, you know, there's a lot of people out there in the world and maybe that accentuates the point. There's a lot of people out there in the world that don't want to see other people have fun or don't know how to be happy or don't know how to jump up and down on a chair. Well, I'll tell you what, the Harland highway is all about getting you up on that chair and having you jump up and down and throw away Yeah, throw away all your uh, conservativeness. Throw away all your reservations. This show is just about having fun and being silly and from time to time touching on serious things. But you can be stupid here. You can be nutty here. You can have fun here. Tom Cruise, if you're listening, I want you to come and jump up and down on my couch. And if my couch isn't available, you can jump up and down on my face. I don't know why I would let you do that, but, you know, just jump up and down somewhere. But either way, keep your letters and calls coming at harlowwilliams.com. I love getting them. Um, You can be nice. You can be mean. You can can be happy. You can be sad. Whatever you want. Uh, You can talk about a favorite character. Whatever you want, just go to harlowwilliams.com. The phone number's right there at the bottom of the uh, homepage. It's a big, bold phone number there. You can uh, you can call it and leave any message you want. And, uh, you know, I listen to them. And uh, if I think they're fun or they're good or they're making a point, I will, uh, I will play them. Um, and there's some that are just a waste of time that I won't play. But, uh, you know, it's my podcast. I get to play which ones I want. <laughs> Um, and speaking of what I don't want, uh, it's Friday and that means I have to sit with my stupid therapist, Dr. Ascot, uh, and do my on-air therapy session. I wish that angry caller would call Dr. Ascot and give him a piece of his mind. But for now, I got to give a piece of my mind to Dr. Ascot. Hello, Dr. Ascot. What are we doing today? Arland. What are we doing today? Arland. Stop saying my name and let's just get this over with. Arland. Stop saying my name. Arland. Oh, God. What are we doing? Arland, today is Friday the 13th. Okay, and Friday the 13th is a very superstitious day, Arland. Yeah, and... A lot of bad luck happens to people on Friday the 13th. Yeah, I believe it. I'm sitting here with you. Arland. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Arland, today I want you to go into detail about a story in your life that maybe you felt you had some bad luck and the energy has been plaguing you in your adult years. 
Oh, brother, are you kidding me? What's that going to do? By talking through a bad memory or some bad luck that you might have had, Arland, we can clear it from your subconscious and you can get on and grow as a human being. Okay, as stupid as this stuff is, that actually seems like it makes a little bit of sense. Absolutely, Arland. Okay, well, I did have a bit of bad luck with a girl. Excellent, Arland. Let's talk about it. Let's get it out. In essence, we will exercise the bad luck out of your system here on Friday the 13th. Okay, uh, let's, uh, let's do it. Excellent. Let me get ready, Arland. What do you mean, get ready? Well, I have to prepare for the Friday the 13th talk, Arland. Well, aren't we just talking? What are you doing? What are you doing? Just let me put this on, Arland. Why are you putting... What is that? A goalie mask? Arland. Why are you wearing a goalie mask? Arland, it's Friday the 13th. I'm trying to help you get rid of your bad luck. Oh, this is ripe, Arland. Just tell your story. I'm going to tell a story about an emotional, torturous, past relationship I had with a girl, and you're going to sit there wearing a goalie mask? Yes, Holland. Oh, this is going to be ripe. Stop saying ripe, Holland. Oh, God. Just start, Holland. All right. I was dating this girl. Her name was Karen, and everything was going great. And and I thought I really liked her, and then bad things started to happen. I started to have some bad luck. What the hell was that? Arlen, just continue. What is that stupid noise? Arlen, it's all part of the Friday the 13th experience. What? Continue, Arlen. <sighs> all right, well, this girl was, like, accident-prone or something, okay? Everywhere we went... Things went wrong. I remember we went out to a, a nice dinner one night, and our waiter dropped the bottle of wine right onto our table, and it splashed all over both of us. What the hell was that? That was bad luck, Arland. No, that noise. Nothing, Arland. <sighs> Continue. <sighs> Okay, so now we've got wine all over us, and if things didn't get worse, we ordered our food, and it took it, I'll never forget, it took almost an hour and a half for our food to get to the table. What is that? What? What is that noise? Nothing, Arlen, continue. Oh, you are annoying. Continue, Arlen, it's Friday the 13th. So then we eat our meal. And believe it or not, she gets, like, intestinal cramps immediately. What? Continue, Arland. What is it? Just continue, Arland. So next thing I know, we're walking out the door. She throws up right on the... Are you going to keep doing that stupid noise? Arland, I'm trying to get the bad luck out of you. Oh, my God. Please continue. So she throws up... Are you going to keep doing that noise? Arlen, tell us about the vomit. <sighs> she throws up, and by God, if she didn't slip on her own vomit, she falls down and breaks her hip. 
Okay. That's enough. Enough of the stupid noise there. That's all I'm telling you. Alan, that was a real round of bad luck. Yeah, it was. And you know what's even more bad luck? Sitting here with you. Come on. Why don't you do the noise now, Harlan? Uh, Dr. Ascot? Alan, you're getting confused. Yeah, I am, because you're doing that stupid Friday the 13th noise. Come on. Why don't you do the noise when I tell you that you're bad luck? That's not going to happen, Holland. You're bad luck. Not going to happen. You are bad luck, Dr. Ascot. Nothing. You're bad luck. Nothing. You are bad luck. It's not going to work, Holland. All right, let me try something else then. How about uh, how about this? Um, the very notion that you got a degree in psychology is extremely bad luck. <laughs> see, see, I did it. I knew it. I knew it. Stop it, Holland. That you are a practicing psychologist is unbelievable. <laughs> I did it again. I did it. Stop it, Holland. The fact that you even get paid is almost unfathomable. <laughs> Scott, this session is over, Holland. Oh, this session's just getting started. This session is over, Holland. Sorry, gotta go. What? Where are you going? Gotta get to Camp Crystal, Holland. Camp Crystal, Holland, I'm going camping for the weekend. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Would you like to come to Camp Crystal, Holland? Get out of here. Camp Crystal, Holland, wonderful cabins. and Get out. Oh, what a dillweed. I hope Jason Voorhees shares a cabin with that freak, Holland. Get out of here. Go eat a canoe or something. Holland. Get, get out! Oh, well, I hate to end the uh, the show on uh, with that note. Mental case making horror noises while I try to get through my emotional problems. Dillweed. Well, sorry you had to sit through that, folks. You know what? Have a good weekend. Be safe out there. It is Friday the 13th. Don't walk in front of any black cats, or uh, or is it the other way around? Don't let a black cat walk in front of you. I don't know how you'll stop it. Maybe uh, strap a Rottweiler to your pelvis or something. That'll keep the cats away. Um, but uh, thank you for joining us uh, today. I hope uh, it was lucky that you listened to the Harland Highway. Here's wishing you tons of luck. Over the weekend, I want you all to get lucky if you know what I mean. Hello! All of Get out of here! All right, that's it. We are done. We will uh, catch you next time right here on the Harland Highway. And until then, my friends, chicken chow main, baby.